0: Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries. Plus, hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews. Get a sneak peek at upcoming features and hear from surprise guests. Hi, and welcome back to Speaking of Gifts. You're here with Laniece Willis, your editor-in-chief. Anne-Marie Earle, Managing Editor,
1: and Alex Herring, Senior Editor.
0: So I wanted to talk a little bit about something we've been hearing a lot about, and I'm sure you guys have too. It's online selling platforms. So there's been some new wholesale models out there. I know a lot of people have been talking about fair.com, which is one of those new models, especially at market. A lot of people were asking us questions if, um, you know, we'd heard of people using it. It's caused a lot of controversy. You know, I think um, some people are all for it because it basically lets retailers that maybe can't go to market to be able to order from this online platform and find products um, that they want to buy. And I think fair.com actually, they only sell best sellers. So there's a guarantee that they'll be sold. And if not, you can return them. I know we had um One of our bloggers, uh, Carol Schroeder, actually wrote about her experience as a retailer. And, you know, she kind of was like, it was worth just trying it to see how it works. Of course, we've also had columnists like Randy Eller sort of warn against it. You know, is it cutting out the sales reps? So there's been a lot of conversation around this model. So with that said, um, you know, we just released news that ModMart, modmart.com is a new online wholesale platform that's on the market now as well. It will be debuting this October, so very soon. Um, And what they say sets them apart is the fact that it's sort of originated within the gift and home industries, and they're actually trying to incorporate and work with sales reps. So that's what sets them apart. So I'm really interested to kind of see, you know, how that plays out and how the industry responds to it, if they feel more comfortable with it or not. Um, but I definitely think we're going to be talking about these models a lot in the coming year for sure. And just a little bit more information on Mod Mart. Um, So it was actually founded by a gift industry veteran, Bill Quinn. Um, He had many years experience, you know, selling in the gift and home industries. And he's also worked, um, you know, again, they wanted to work with those sales rep agencies and get their feedback. Um, And he worked with Cliff Price, owner of Cliff Price & Co., um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they develop and how people respond to it. So I think that's a big news right now.
2: Yeah. And retailers listening, if you can write us, let us know how you're liking it. If you're liking it, if you've had hiccups, we just want to know your hot takes on it. So please, um, email us at a at Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, any news as far as, um, shopping trends that you guys have, um, heard about?
1: Yeah, so we just got some information from the NPD group that have been doing some retail tracking on female shopping habits, and they noted five trends that are worth. Um, just watching and seeing where it goes the first one I was not surprised by this at all but they said uh, that vintage is really coming back and that's something that we've seen a lot in our market debut submissions we actually just did a Friday finds on retro gifts about um, a lot of things now have a sort of analog structure but they've got new modern twists to it so there's a I know we've got like this, um, there's a wireless phone charger, but it's shaped like one of those analog TVs with the antennas on them. Or um, there's the new Bluetooth speakers, but they look like those uh, really fun metallic speakers that they would have uh, back in, I think, the 40s or the 50s. So it's definitely, I'm seeing a lot of those, like those brighter pastel colors that were really popular back then. Uh, Even just, you know, uh, imagery of like women in... um, those dresses that had like the high collars and everything. I think, um, you know, we've talked a lot a lot about how millennials have a sort of a nostalgia, uh, and I think that vintage kind of brings that out. Um, and according to the NPD group, sales of instant film like the Polaroids that used to be so popular in the '70s increased eight percent year over year in the past in the twelve months
0: ending July
1: 2019. So. Yeah, just something to think about.
0: Yeah, and I believe that. I know my little cousin asked for a Polaroid camera for Christmas, and we were, it was like the new big thing with tweens. And we were like, what? This is so old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really popular with Gen Z for sure. And it's kind of that retro, cool, like flash, you know, back mm-hmm. to the past. And it's really interesting. We actually want to do a Polaroid guest book for our wedding just because oh, we thought yeah. it'd be a fun little little throwback wink
1: i have been to a wedding where they did that and it was fun like you um took your picture out and you stuck it in the guest book and yeah very <laughs> cute i <laughs> think that'll be fun uh so another one is backpacks uh so backpacks are like the new bag of the day mean, i think this also again makes sense when you think about how the younger generations are really spending more of their money doing travel uh backpacks are a natural choice for that because they're Easy to put on. Actually, when I was uh, traveling out of the country, I also had a backpack because it can just swing it around, get your passport out really quickly, and you're good to go. So uh, with as mobile as this generation is, totally makes sense. Yes,
2: and
0: I've seen a lot of purses that are like backpacks but then convert into a shoulder bag. You know what I'm talking about? I'm always envious when I see those at trade shows because I want something like that because it's like you can use it in the airport as a backpack and then switch it on over when you go out later, you know, with a, um, a shoulder strap. I think those are really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Another one is the emphasis on natural skincare ingredients. I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, that's definitely still something that's very important. Uh, and again, I mean, if you're putting something on your skin that it's a very visible part of your body. Of course, you want to just take care of it the best you can. So natural ingredients, brand transparency continues to be extremely important. Oh, and uh, this one is fun. I like that they said that girls are increasingly more interested in gaming it's not just boys who are dominating this realm um they said NPD's data shows 9.3 million US girls aged 13 to 17 play video games compared to 11.4 million boys so that they're, they're really catching up mm-hmm. um and they also said that among gamers girls are more likely than boys to play mobile games 95% for girls versus 90% for boys um, so, yeah, and they said the top games were Minecraft, Candy Crush Saga, and Pokemon Go. Wow, Candy Crush is
0: still going <laughs> strong. I, I thought that was over. I guess it's still going.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will admit that I do play Pokemon Go. And you know what? There's actually someone in our church who's a grandma, and she plays it. Wow. She, she plays it with her grandkids, and I think it's so adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've talked about maybe going on a Pokemon raid together at some point. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So you know what? That's just great. I love it. Girls getting into gaming, um, and of course, there's you know, lots of toys that we've seen, like Fortnite toys, Minecraft toys, that um, you know really feed into that gaming and keep it thriving. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so great. And of course, athleisure, where that's not going anywhere. In fact, it's only becoming even more popular. And uh, according to the NPD data, um, the older generations are getting more active and. Uh, it's not just millennials or Gen X, I mean, Gen Z, but uh, Gen X is really getting into it as well. So we're just going to leave jeans behind and just enter into the world of yoga pants I'm and here biker shorts, which Linus is not here for. I'm not here for But it's coming, biker Laniece. Shorts. You just have to accept it. So, yeah. I'll
2: stick with yoga pants. <laughs> so speaking of... Retail. August retail sales have grown yet again. They grew 4.6%. They were up 0.4% in August, seasonally adjusted from July, and up 4.6% unadjusted year over year. That's a really significant increase. Um, It's kind of surprising given the tariff news um, Mm -hmm. of that increasing. But consumers still remain, you know, strong with the spending. The NRF chief economist Jack Kleinhenz said that while customer attitudes about the economy indicate some retreating optimism, the bottom line is that consumer spending remained resilient in August and continued to be a key contributor to U.S. economic growth. Yeah, because everyone is out there buying those yoga pants. That's right. <laughs> and their Minecraft toys <laughs> and their backpacks. Uh, so just to reiterate what's going on with the tariffs, if you're not up to date on that, which I'm sure you are, new 15% tariffs uh, on consumer goods from China took effect September 1. They're scheduled to be expanded on December 15th. Uh, that would total about $300 billion worth of imports. Uh in addition, 25% tariffs already in effect are set to increase to 30% on October 15th. So wow. we're preparing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know there's also um,
0: in vendor news, so we're just covering all of our bases. Um, I think, um, Anne-Marie, you've been studying up on um, market debuts for the Tabletop coming up.
2: Yeah, Tabletop is coming up at the end of October. We're very excited. Uh, That's always a really fun show to go to. Uh, Lots of exciting vendors. There's, you know, some of our favorites, Annie Glass. I just absolutely love um, visiting her. She's got some really pretty uh, new cheese platters and things like that. Yeah, the ruffle cake stand with Mm -hmm. the gold trim. It just looks so fun. It is. And um, Alessi has some really fun things coming out. Um, They have a circus collection, which they've just recently expanded. That's really bright and cheery and lots of metallic details. So um, just really unexpected finds. Um, And for retailers actually planning to go to the show, uh, they have just, 41 Madison has just redone their website. It is easier to search vendors. You can actually make a list and print it out of vendors that you prefer to see and visit. Um, they also have a magazine that has come out traditionally about a month after the show where you can look at, you know, different things that happened while you were there. It's called Tableau while they have a blog now that you can read. So that's, um, updated more quickly, um, for those of you who just want to see what's going on in Tabletop. Awesome. Um, they also have an interactive map on the website showing you different things you can do around the area, Um, for dinners and things like that. So it's a really cool um, new update. You can see their Instagram and a live feed on there. It's kind of a one-stop shop for tabletop. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. One-stop shop
1: for tabletop. Say that five times. (laughs) 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 Little tongue (laughs) twister. Yeah, and in other vendor news, this is a, a very heartwarming story, so I'm happy to share that Burton and Burton has completed their first school in Rwanda that's funded by Weaving Hope. Uh, So this is a mission that's been in progress for two years from conception to fulfillment. And what they did was um, they had these baskets that were made by uh, Rwandan women, and then they um, sold these baskets. And I think they said that they sold... Um, 600 baskets and that led to the construction and the funding for the school and so they just had the opening for that and 300 people from the community attended the grand opening for the school including the Archbishop of Rwanda hmm. and several government officials so I know that's very exciting for them and uh, now that they have the school there was some, uh, Burton and Burton were saying that they had some rural children who were able to Um, come to the school because it was closer for them so easier uh, access to education for everybody and now that this school has been completed they're actually committing to building
0: a second school to provide more education so that's awesome and that's so needed in that community I know you know a few vendors have been focusing on you know um, increasing the access to education in African communities so that's so awesome that was a, a great inspirational story yeah
1: and we're not done with the inspiration. I, know, I was about to say, speaking of helping international
0: <laughs> communities, uh, you just got back from a very big trip. Yes, I
1: just uh, came back from the uh, Bridgewater brand experience. And, uh, you know, that was the Bridgewater brand experience was just, uh, man, I don't even really have the words when people have been asking me, what was it like in Honduras? It was absolutely amazing. And I do feel like I know the brand so much better. Um, Because before we even left, we actually flew down to Spartanburg, South Carolina and got a tour of the candle facility. And I even got a sneak peek of the new fragrance that's going to be coming out in 2020. I'm not allowed. I'm not at liberty to reveal it. But I think (laughs) I think that everyone is going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be uh, a really nice one. So but yeah, so it's it's incredible to me when they were showing us kind of their process. They said that they work like two years in advance. So they're already working on spring 2021. Wow. And, uh, you know, you just don't think about how long and how much thought goes into some of these things. So, yeah, there's just a, a lot going on there. Um, but before we left for the trip, uh, Bob Caldwell Jr., the president, said, you know, the purpose of the trip, why they invite One Coast reps and retailers and Bridgewater employees is that uh, the goal is for everyone to be able to connect the dots on what their everyday work is and how it is directly impacting uh, what's going on in the countries that they support. Because um, I believe Bridgewater partners with Rice Bowls, uh, which is a nonprofit that feeds children in Honduras and Haiti, um, Ethiopia, India, and the Philippines. I think that's all of them, but I may be missing one or two. Uh, but anyway, when we got there, um it was it was just incredible being there. We were up in the mountains, had no phone service, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little challenging sometimes to post uh on the Insta story for Gifts and Deck, but I did my best. Um and it was just beautiful and I got to play with kids all day and um, I had so many little kids that wanted to come braid my hair. It was so fun.
0: You do have beautiful hair so (laughs) that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Well I mean they did a really great job. They were putting bows in it and I was like oh this looks so pretty. I wish I could do this on myself back (laughs) home (laughs) and we just played on the playgrounds and um, I know I actually talked to a couple of the retailers who are on this trip and I could tell that this trip really personally impacted them. I mean, when we were leaving, there was just so many tears uh, from everybody. Uh, but I know that, uh, and even the One Coast reps as well, they were saying, you know, it's one thing to see those hang tags on those candles. But now when they go back, they can say, well, I was actually there and I know this kid. Let me tell you about their story and what they were like. It's one thing, that I think, you know, to see the photo, but then when you meet the child and you see their personality and how they interact and you you actually know what it feels like to hug them i think it just uh makes it all the more real and i think it really set a fire under everybody to you know want to come back and be inspired to sell more candles so it was really wonderful and i think in our add-on tale i will talk more about kind of the partnership between rice balls and uh, Bridgewater candles
0: awesome well make sure you stay tuned um to the episode to hear more about that Gift Gap, your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. So, we also just celebrated American Business Women's Day this past weekend on Sunday, which, obviously, as a female driven team at Gifts and Deck here, we're very supportive of. And really, our whole company, you know, we just did our Lean In and Lift Up event, which celebrated um, female businesswomen and their mentors and mentees in Las Vegas this summer, um, which was a very successful event. It even encouraged me, you know, to research more about women in the workplace. Um, You know, leanin.org, which if you haven't gone to that website, it is fabulous. They have videos that actually teach women how to be better negotiators, how to position themselves better, you know, in a a workplace or to get a raise. Um, It also teaches, um, you know, male male managers how to um, help support female employees in the workplace, how to champion them. Um, It's really interesting, a lot of really interesting materials, Um, and they even help to organize local groups for women to get together and support one another as far as their career development. It's super awesome. I definitely think you should check them out. But anyway, with all of that stuff said, (laughs) we're obviously supporters of, um, you know, female empowerment the gift industry which is very female led as well tends to have a lot of female empowerment products. so we want to chat about a couple of gifts for business women in honor of that holiday. Um, I know when I actually first started here just it feels like forever ago it was only a little more than two years ago when I started as a new editor-in-chief, um, Compendium and Bloom Daily Planners actually sent me a welcome box, and it was full of stationery, like um, weekly planners, to do, um, to do pads, all kinds of stationery to help me succeed and you know do a great job. And that was just so exciting. That had you know inspirational notes on it, and um, I know uh, Quotable Cards also has a lot of like you know strong women, female empowerment cards that you can now frame. Um, so it was just, I don't know, I love any product that you can have around you in your office or every day that just kind of goes, yeah, I can do this, you know, (laughs) just give you a little extra boost of inspiration. Um, I just think that's so important. It's nice to, it's nice that that's a trend. Mm Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel about it?
1: (laughs) I agree. I was actually just thinking there's something on our Friday finds this um, past week that you would have. Uh, you would love, probably, it's called the My Infinite Agenda. And it's a planner that's really meant to be like your vision board. So if you just took Pinterest and you put it into a planner, this is basically it. And you, can, it has prompts for you where you can write what your goals are. And it's got little stickers that I feel like you would love. It's like, I'm yeah. oh, doing a great job. So you can just inspire yourself every time you look at it. And I think there's some statistic that says that when you write down what your goals are, mm-hmm. you're more likely... Uh, to achieve them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that is the planner for you. You need to look into
0: that one. <laughs> I absolutely will. Yeah. There's also a lot of gifts out there for kids to help, you know, sort of uh, grow and nurture the upcoming generation of business women too.
2: Yeah, as the resident mom of mm-hmm. the team, I am constantly uh, looking for products that inspire my daughter and help her to feel empowered. Um, to just be herself and to succeed at whatever she puts her mind to. So whether it's arguing with me or <laughs> picking on her brother or no, when she um, when she sets her mind to something, she is, you know, very headstrong and she will do it. So I keep trying to foster that um, mentality and hopefully that, you know, grows with her and she'll take that to whatever she chooses to do in the future. Yeah. And I think that's so important that
0: as we're you know, nurturing the next, next generation of business professionals and, you know, just people of just adults that they feel like they have that equal opportunity that, you know, they don't feel like they're fighting against some of the same things that maybe we've had to fight against to get where we are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of um, gifts that help support women in all, you know, facets, (laughs) in all contexts, you know, there's also a phenomenon of gifts for uh, divorcees. Mm-hmm. And that can be men or women, really. But. Yeah, it can.
1: Um, but I actually was just thinking about this because we we recently got an email submission about gifts for divorcees. And it got me thinking about um, this throwback that I did uh, a while ago. But, um, you know, actually gifts or divorcees is not a new idea. In January of 1986, Gifts and Deck actually had um, stationary for people celebrating their divorces, really? uh, and I liked it because it was actually it wasn't like oh I'm s- poor you my condolences on your divorce. It was like yeah you're finally free of the ball and chain. So they put a humor a humorous yeah. twist to it, and I think you know that's a very heavy topic. But I think if you're going through something like that, a humorous card could could help you uh, in that time. See, that's-
0: yeah, I always thought that was a a more, a recent trend, because in the past, you know, you feel like, oh, like, don't talk about, you know, it was like a negative thing, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you got divorced, oh, your marriage failed, you know, like, there was a little bit of stigma with it, so that's, I had no idea that back in the 80s, there were still you know, supporters of putting a positive spin on it. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, I guess probably maybe the 80s onward, it hasn't had as much stigma as it might have been in, you know, like the 40s or 50s or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I did think that was pretty nice because... Um, I don't think it's I mean I think that's something like you need to have your support network mm-hmm. and you need to be able to talk about it and if those friends want to lavish with you with gifts then they should uh, be able to do so um, and I also think that this is something you could do so many things with it in a display you could go more of a female empowerment route uh, or you could just focus on body positivity that was something um, that somebody had or or focus on maybe new goals like Maybe starting a new hobby or productivity. There's there's so many ideas. Yeah, like
0: that you reinventing could pull into yourself, that. taking that moment to really think about you know, what you want to do because you have so much more time to focus on you. That's really the great part about a breakup sometimes.
2: Mm -hmm. You can also um, focus on just the celebrating the independence and really Mm -hmm. making it kind of like a party. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a Bravo junkie Mm -hmm. and I was watching, I think this was Real Housewives of Atlanta, like maybe a decade ago, but one of them had a big divorce party and um, it just, it seemed like a fun reason to celebrate. We find, any reason to celebrate Mm -hmm. nowadays and this is one of them Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. speaking of that reminded me of um, a friend of mine who recently uh, she's been separated for a while but her divorce was official i think sometime in june so for july 4th she had her own
2: independence Independence day
1: party so (laughs) you could do a little spin-off of your independence day displays and do like and here's your own
0: independence you celebrate Uh, uh, you (laughs) i love it that is so awesome yeah um it reminded me too alex when you you did a style pulse um earlier this year or maybe late last year i think it was earlier this year on different reasons to celebrate you know um or not even celebrate but there's like cards that help people get through you know like you beat cancer there's all kinds of different celebrations Mm -hmm. now and sort of not off the wall but just different thinking and breakup cards and there's a ton of breakup cards we're so glad you broke up with him we didn't like him you know all those kinds of things (laughs) just brutally honest (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah for sure um that's definitely something that we think about and if you have any ideas please feel free to share them with us because we'd be happy to write about it. Mm
0: -hmm. And on a more inspirational note than divorces, um, you know, we've talked a lot about gifts that give back as well. I know we're constantly talking about vendors that give back. Um, And Alex, I know you actually got a tip from a retailer that talked a little bit about this in just her holiday strategy.
1: Yeah, I thought this was really smart Um, when I was asking retailers what they're planning to do to increase sales for Q4. We had one retailer who said that she was doing a display that was all all themed on gifts that give back. So I think she called it like the year of gift giving or something. Um, but it really makes sense when you think about um, all the the Christmas spirit and how the Christmas spirit is all about um, giving gifts to those you love, yes, but also um, just giving out of like the goodness of your heart or um, just doing something to help your fellow man. So I thought that she was really on the right track there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that... Um, it might not be like your traditional Christmas display, but it's certainly one that fits in well with the spirit of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think as retailers are thinking about their Q4 strategies, it's definitely something to keep in mind. And, um, you know, there's so many things right now, like conservation. Um, I've seen so many things of like uh, helping to clear up waste in the oceans or, Mm -hmm. you know, straws, recycled materials. That's, you know, a really big one.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely wanted to say, you know, I know retailers really do need to think about their brand and their target audience. Um, when you're thinking about stocking, I mean, anything that gives back is a great story and Mm I don't want to say an easy sell, but kind of an easy sell because it's a great story that you're selling to, but definitely think about, you know, what do you personally want to support? I know Joe Serbo writes our column about, um, charitable giving, um, that he stresses that like making sure it makes sense. Cause when you personally care about something, you know, like the the passion shows in your work. And so thinking through what do you personally care about, what's something that fits with your store's brand and may be awesome for your um for your target audience. For know,
2: example, whales' tail That's in exactly New what I was just about to say. Yeah. Uh, they um since the 70s, they've been giving back to help save the whales um and fighting against pollution in the ocean. So it works perfect because they're on the coast. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very important to them. So Mm -hmm. it made a lot of sense with their brand.
0: Yeah. So just make sure it makes sense for your brand. And then other than that, I mean, truthfully, there are some kind of hot topics, you know, for Mm -hmm. um, giving back. Pamela Brill just wrote our um, column a few months ago about, um, you know, businesses that give back and breaking it down for kind of what's popular right now. And, you know, Alex, you touched on that. Um, Anything that helps the environment and um, ocean, you know, cleaning up the oceans is really big right now, as is, um, you know, fighting against human trafficking. We've really hurt and domestic violence as well. Those two big things are definitely big issues that are, I don't want to say trendy, but trendy (laughs) i think i guess
1: there's more awareness about them now than there was in the past and it's something the more that people know about it the more they want to make a difference yeah
0: and there's been so much social chatter around those topics too that if you're looking to dip your toes into gifts that give back those might be some good areas to dip into because there's been so much social chatter among consumers about it
1: so absolutely
0: yeah It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go.
1: So, one of the things that I really liked about the Bridgewater brand experience was that um, I not only learnt more about Bridgewater as a company, but I also learned more about their partner, Rice Bowls. Uh, Because I knew I had known a little bit and the showroom tours that you know Bridgewater for every candle that they sell. They uh, give a part of their donations to rice bowls. Um, but beyond the name that they feed children, I didn't really know a whole lot about how this partnership came about. Uh, and Bob Caldwell, the president, did actually talk about the kind of the history of it. Uh, on the trip. So I learned a whole lot more. I also learned how Bridgewater got its name. Are you ready for this, story? I am. Yeah. Okay. So when they were trying to find a name for the brand, they didn't know what they wanted to call it. So they just left it up to the employees and they had a name drawing competition. And there was, I guess, one woman who was so stumped, she had no idea what to put in and everyone else had these great names. She was feeling the pressure. So she just looked around at the business cards on her desk And the address on one of the business cards said something something Bridgewater Lane. So she put Bridgewater (laughs) Candle Company, and that's what they chose. (laughs) Wow, that
0: (laughs) that is crazy. I thought it was going to be something about like connecting people, things, something. That's hilarious. Just
1: pulled from a hat off
0: of a business card. Well, it's working for him, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. So now about the history of uh, Rice Walls and Bridgewater. Um, I, so what I found out was, you know, Bridgewater Candle Company was launched back in the early 90s. The parent company, Grace Management, was kind of looking for a way to diversify, diversify its product portfolio. Um, so they started the company, or the brand, and then about after 10 years, they were looking about uh, what they could do to refresh it and kind of make it more relevant. And uh, Bob Caldwell said uh, one thing that he really wanted to do was to honor his parents who had, you know, founded the parent company Grace Management, and they were also very charitable givers over the years. Um, So he wanted to do something that kind of honored um, their legacy of giving and also make a product that made a difference. Um, And around that same time, the pastor of their church was also itching to do some sort of a project that made a difference. Um, I think, you know, this was kind of around the time when like cause marketing was really starting to become a thing. Um, And so the pastor, he knew that the majority of the world eats a bowl of rice as a traditional meal in several countries. Uh, So he just had this idea to create a rice bowl piggy bank. And he envisioned that bank as a way for people to put away their spare change they didn't want or need. Mm -hmm. And then over time, Uh, As that change built up, they could use that change to provide meals for hungry kids. And uh, he presented this idea to the church, and the church was really excited about it, and they were like, yeah, we'll support you. But after a few months of trying to make this uh, dream come to fruition – uh, Caldwell said the pastor came across a classic entrepreneurial pr- um, problem, which was he didn't have a way to store the products, he didn't have a way to ship them, he didn't have a way to distribute them. So he's like, Well, I have this great idea now, what do I do with it? Um, so Bob Caldwell's father, um, Bob Caldwell Sr., um, offered the pastor the use of the company's uh, capabilities. Well, he was like, Well, we already have a shipping department. We have customer service. We have a warehouse where you can store things. So it was just supposed to be for, you know, a little while <laughs> to help get them uh, off the ground. And, uh, and then it just ended up working out really well uh, that they continued to support it. And after a while, they realized uh, that Rice Bowls was a natural fit for the brand because they supported it right from the get-go and here they were looking for a cause that they could champion and they thought, you know, they wanted it to be something that was real and authentic to them. And they're like, well, this is something that like started (laughs) with us, uh, with our community. Um, So they decided from then on that that was something that they were going to support. And they also decided that, um, you know, some companies, they say that they will donate up to a certain amount, um, but they decided really uh, really early on that they would not put any donation cap. So the more candles they sold, the more they would give back. And that's kind of been their philosophy ever since. Um, And then he also, uh, Bob Caldwell mentioned a couple of things about what he loved most about Rice Bowls. So when Rice Bowls finds a home that they want to support and um, sponsor for their food budget, they really choose homes that have a family component to it. Uh, So a large percentage of the homes that Rice Bowls uh, sponsors are actually just like small houses, like real homes uh, where kids are living in. It's not like a, a big uh, organized thing. Um, and he also said a lot of organizations focus on feeding kids and that the cheapest way to do that is just to send four or five rice meals with dehydrated pellets. Um, but, you know, to rice balls and, and to Bridgewater, that's something something there has a kind of a lack of dignity to it because that's not something you would feed your own families and that um, food should really be enjoyed. Uh, so one thing that Rice Bowls does is like, rather than just, um, you know, send prepackaged meals, they actually send money to these homes so that the staff there is empowered to be able to buy fresh locally sourced ingredients that goes back into their local community. And there's also just really good food. Uh, When I was in Honduras, we ate everything that the kids ate and it was all delicious (laughs) and nutritious. Um, This is something that, you know, this is what the kids would be eating anyway Mm -hmm. uh, for their culture. So they cater it to, you know, every country where those kids are. Um, and that there's a lot of thought into how the menu is put together. Rice Balls actually has to approve the menu and um, eat everything off of it to make sure that it is going to be nutritional for the kids. Um, And that way that there is a lot of dignity in providing those local foods that those kids would be eating.
0: Yeah, that is such a cool thing to think about because that, you know, your food is such a comfort too. So it's like by providing that that real meal, it's a source of comfort and it's a morale boost too. You know, it's not just about the nutrition of eating, but about that environment, the way it makes you feel too. So that's really cool. They thought all that through. Yeah. And I love that too, because when you think of rice bowls you think oh they're just giving
1: a bowl of rice but no it's a it's a full-on meal i was very full <laughs> after every meal i had may have even gained a couple of pounds who knows <laughs> but worth it um, and the really cool thing is that rice balls i guess um started about 10 years ago and by the end of this year or maybe early january Um, they are projected to serve their 10th million meal to a child. So Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I think it's about 1 million meals per year. So really awesome.
2: All right, well, it's time to close up shop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time. And we can't wait to see what's in store for the next episode on Speaking of Gifts.